Most people don't do the math on their vehicle payments and they don't see what it actually costs. In this episode, we break it down and go over what we can do to get out of this trap and still own a great vehicle without paying too much for it. All right, so I want to talk about um, someone that I know that uh, has a truck and they told me what their payments were. And uh, this is where it gets down to the idea of financing your truck and everyone uh, you know, would finance their, their vehicle a different way, um, whether they do that through um, a bank, whether they do that through um, leasing. some leasing thing or whatever it is. But um, let's just talk about this particular truck first. So the, they told me that their payments are 375 twice per month. So that's 750 bucks a month that they're paying. It's on a seven-year term for them to pay off this truck. That's not including insurance. Not including insurance. That's only 375 twice a month um, just to pay for this vehicle that they are driving. So the sticker price on the truck on the lot when they when they signed into this deal was forty-three thousand dollars. So the deal on that is is you go and multiply out now the seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. And that's $9,000 a year. And then you times that by seven years, and that's $63,000. So they're paying $63,000 for a $43,000 truck. So they didn't really realize, you know, they, they didn't do the math. And for anyone out there listening uh, or, or watching, you know, if you just take your vehicle payments of what you're paying right now for that vehicle, if you're, if you're not on a lease, then, then go ahead and do the multiplying out to, to when your, pay, your last payment is done and, and calculate out what that number is and compare that to what you thought the sticker price was of that vehicle on the lot. Now some if people- If you would have paid cash for it. If you would have just paid cash for it right then and there. Now some people would say, well, what about those 0% interest deals? Well, the 0% interest deal um, is, is 0% on this payment plan over seven years or $4,000 cash back or something like that. They give you the 4,000. Well, that's telling you right there, it's $4,000 interest. It's not 0% interest. The comparison between the two is actually what it is. There is no such thing as a true 0% interest. If they say that it's 0% interest or you can pay cash for it, um, and get the exact same price, no cash back, no nothing, then that's where they're saying that it's 0%, but really they're just charging you more for that vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to make a deal for that with them to, to pay less for that vehicle. $4,000 less, $5,000 less, whatever. So in the case of this truck that was $43,000 and they're paying 63 for it, that's like over 31% interest that they're paying over the course of all of these payments and the, the whole seven-year term. That's like, that's a lot of money. And you think about that and you compare that to, well, what if, what if you had the money to buy the truck in the first place? Or what if you borrowed it from your dad or something like that and then you paid your dad back? So if you did the exact same payments, 750 bucks a month paying your dad back. 
your dad would have $63,000 in his bank account instead of 43. So he'd gain the 20 grand in interest and you'd still have your truck and your overall family wealth would be higher. So this is where it comes down to, you know, having access to money, having access to the capital to make some of these purchases so that you're actually keeping the money in your pocket, in your family's pocket, whatever that might be, instead of in the banks. Because mm -hmm. the banks were the one that got the, the 20 grand. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you were to just borrow the money from the bank, then you just have the truck at the end and whatever it's worth is what you have. If you are, if you had your own bank that you could get the money from, then you've got the $63,000 that you paid back into it and plus, plus the truck. you have the truck. Mm -hmm. So you, it's, have both. you have both. What's the truck worth after seven years? Yeah, what's the truck worth? Well, the depreciation on this particular model of truck that I was looking up is um, fairly substantial. $43,000 truck and it's worth between fourteen dollars and $21,000. So it, at the most, it's worth 50% of what it was, uh, of what the sticker price was. And it could be even less than that. Yeah. Now, how come so many people are lined up to do this? They're lined up to do this. Yet, if they were to bring me $43,000 to invest, and after seven years it was worth $21,000, how would they feel about that? How is it that they accept one without question, and yet on the other side of things it would be a disaster? Right. Right. Yeah. So we need to figure out a way to keep more of our money in our family's banking system than where it's currently going. And we can't ignore the fact about investing on one side and debt over here. Why are we ignoring the debt and the cost of that debt at the expense of trying to find a few shekels to invest over here for lousy returns with risk of losing 30% besides. Right. It's craziness. Mm -hmm. we're, we're focusing in completely the wrong direction. There should be way more focus on trying to figure out how to get that truck for significantly less money and not even worry about investing for now. That's like how do we get access to cash and start saving money on the amount, the cost of us financing our lifestyle. How many vehicles do people go through in a lifetime? I know I've gone through lots. The average person, maybe, maybe every five to ten years, they'd be they'd be replacing or or getting another vehicle. I know a lot of people they swap them out every three to four years, yep. whether they're leasing, they trade them up and get something fresh, something new. So you can imagine what they're paying for vehicles, at the expense of money that could be staying in their banking system to be used for other uses. Well, yeah, and one way they're they're. Um basically starting a lease over again or they're starting a, a payment plan over again so they're just paying more interest all over again for mm -hmm. a, for a new a new seven-year payment plan or a five-year payment plan or whatever it is mm -hmm. and then on on top of that they're paying you know gst on this new vehicle again you know so they're paying taxes to the government on top of it all over and over and over again every time they get a new vehicle um, so there's just more and more of their money going to taxes and going to interest and less of their money staying with themselves. So like if you think about this, let's say that, well, okay, you work really hard and you really do want a new vehicle. Well, what if, what if you bought a seven-year-old vehicle right now because you don't have $43,000 to go buy the brand new one, but you buy a seven-year-old one for fourteen grand? but you still make the $750 a month payments. 
for for five, years. seven years, four years, whatever. And then you've got a whole ton of money sitting there that you can go and buy that next vehicle with. But you already let the depreciation happen for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You let someone else um, lose money on their investment by more than 50%. And then you go and buy their, their still good vehicle, seven-year-old vehicle. The majority of the time you can find somebody who's got uh, a really great low kilometer vehicle um, that's going to be perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, you're you only need those, you know, to I guess sacrifice for those four years, the first four years, because if you can do that and you get the lower priced vehicle and pay the same amount as you would for a new one, by the time you're done, you're going to have a seven thousand dollar vehicle that's probably worth about seven grand half mm -hmm. in four years. And you're going to have $750 a month. So let's say you're going to have $35,000, $40,000. you are going to have enough to buy a brand new vehicle and keep paying your regular payment that you would normally pay to a bank right. or a finance company. And you'll be able to just recirculate that money over and over again. So you have your brand new vehicle, and then you'll also still be paying yourself plus interest to yourself mm -hmm. so that you have a... Uh, enough money after the six or seven years that you would normally pay a bank to sell your truck or whatever vehicle you bought and buy another one, a new one. Constantly yeah. upgrade with the same money over and over again. Mm -hmm. The last three vehicles that I leased, uh, that's exactly uh, the same scenario. They're a $41,000 vehicle. I'm thinking of the Chrysler 300 and even the, the town and country van. They're both valued at $41,000. Drove them for four years. We drove 10,000 kilometers a year, so they both had 40,000 kilometers on them. We take them back to the leasing company. They're still brand new, but they're worth 18,000. So what's wrong with us going shopping and buying those vehicles that people like me used to bring back for $18,000 that all it needs is a new set of wipers and some shampoo on the floor mats and we got a new car again. Hasn't had a tune-up, still just breaking in. Like, that's a significant savings. It's still a new car. Four years old, 40,000 kilometers. There's got to be more people out there, just like me, who, who's maybe got two or three vehicles, and you don't put that many miles on any one vehicle over the course of a year. Yeah. That's significant savings. Then all of a sudden, it takes nothing to save up at 750 a month. It takes nothing to save up some money for that next vehicle. You've got to save it up from someplace. You're either making payments to the bank or you're replacing your savings in your savings account or wherever you get your money from. We call it the vault where we want to start storing it. But we're, we're accumulating money in that vault for all kinds of other reasons as well. So we would have money for that car way sooner than the four years. That's not the only reason we need to accumulate money. We're, we're putting money in there for other reasons too that we can use to buy the car. So we can get it a lot sooner. We don't have to sacrifice for four years. Mm -hmm. We could have that car in two years. And I can prove and show you ways to do that. Yep. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yet, you know, I've got people who, who are related to people in the car sales business that say, well, why would I use my own money if I can get money for 0%? There is nobody lending money at 0%. There's nobody that yes. lends money at 0%. Give your head a shake. They've added it onto the price of the car. It's already built in. Yep. So let's stop fooling ourselves here and then figure out what's really going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of money. The second biggest investment we make is in our vehicles after our houses. Not to mention that. Like there's, I think that uh, 
part of where the uh, the car companies are getting even more money out of you is their little upsells that they are doing in the finance department there mm -hmm. when they're there. They're like, oh, you got a little bit of a little bit of debt on your credit card. Why don't we roll that into into your payments on this vehicle? And uh, how about you prepay for um, tire changes for the next uh, four years, and we can give you an extra two sets of, uh, of tires that we can give you over the next whatever, and we can prepay for your washes for the next uh, four years too. And so let, let's roll all changes. that in. We can oil changes, we can ro roll all these in. So then they'll all be paid for, and they're just part of your monthly payment. So, you know, even though you were paying, uh, you know, uh, let's say a, a good price for the vehicle, by the time you're done going through the financing and having your monthly payments and all that stuff, that looks like it's 0%, you're still giving them all this money early for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Why would you prepay for washes? Why would you prepay for oil changes? So they can have your money? Why would you buy extra warranty on brand new tires? Extra warranty right. on brand new tires. All these things that they do in there that they're getting even more money out of you. And you know, it's like it costs them two dollars or a dollar twenty-five to to do a car wash for you, but they're charging you twelve dollars, right? They're making their profit margin on something like that. Yeah. Obviously, for them to do an oil change, they're charging you know the the per oil change is a hundred dollars or something like that. You know, with the cost of oil is what they're charging you, but it only costs them twelve dollars. Mm -hmm. So they're making all this extra profit off of all those other things. And you're prepaying and for you're it. And you're prepaying for it. You're giving them, mon them the money early where it could be sitting in your bank account or um, either getting you interest or saving you on debt interest. But why, but why is it that that's so attractive to people? Oh, because they think that they're, they're spreading their payments out over you can, the course you can, of m so many months. You can have a brand new car sitting in your driveway and you can have get rid of that credit card debt and we can do this and we can provide all these extra things for your car for less money than you're paying today on what you're already doing. And people are thinking, this is a no-brainer, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. I had one, one client and I said to her, I said, I hope you love your car because this $20,000 car, a low-end Ford, um, be, became a 40-some-thousand, and exactly how you described it. That's exactly what they did. It wasn't the car salesperson, it was the person in the finance room who was making an extra 10 grand for the car dealership. The real money's being made in the financing. Mm -hmm. And if they can take over somebody else's debt, like a credit card balance and, and some other debts and stuff and clean that up for you, they become the lender now and they're making money on that. They're just rubbing their hands together the whole way through. They and become you, the bank. You become tied to them now for the next seven years or nine years. It's even going nine years on some of these payment repayment plans. That car's not going to be. It's not going to have. It's not going to be able to be running in nine years. Those cars are not going to be around in nine years. You're going to long have got rid of it, and you'll be still paying on the thing, yep. and still owe money on it. You know, people don't realize that very few people hang on to their cars mm -hmm. for for a long period of time and get the value out of it. Yeah. But they're paying over. They're overpaying so much. How many people are ready to take a vehicle back or get rid of it, and they still they owe more than the vehicle is worth? Right. Almost every time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There's only a certain set of brands that kind of retain their value, and you know you, they're still worth more than than uh, or they're still yeah they're still worth more than what you owe on them. Yeah. If you like this episode, you're going to love our free online workshop that explains the concept and many others in more detail. The True Wealth Workshop will give you the tools to get out of debt quicker, get your finances in order the right way. Sign up for the free online workshop at mycustombank.com.